Bud Light ventures into new marketing waters. NPR is quitting Twitter. Walmart is exiting certain neighborhoods in Chicago. Can you guess which ones and more? All on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 229 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And on today's show, another little glimpse into where we are as a country here in the United States and how we deal with things in a way that is not very healthy or helpful for a majority of the people in the country and why that is most likely exactly the point in the first place why these things are pushed people get way too tied up into things that a couple decades ago you would have never heard about the big thing of course this past week or so involves anheuser-busch more specifically their brand bud light and how that brand sent a trans influencer a special can and started some kind of promotional deal with them. But this is where advertising is at this point. Rather than the big ad buys, rather than producing commercials that you're going to see, while you're watching the NFL or Major League Baseball or whatever you're watching on television, advertising is going in a different route because people are unplugging from television. They're not paying any attention. They're not paying any attention to the mainstream media newspapers. You may have noticed if you've actually seen a newspaper recently, they're a lot smaller. Magazines the same way. If they're still around, they are much smaller than they used to be. Back in the day, you would pick up a magazine, Sports Illustrated, something like that. And about half of it, maybe a little less than that, but a lot of it was advertisements. Now, nobody's paying attention to print media. Nobody's paying attention to the mainstream television network. So the ad money has to go somewhere. And the people that are reaping the rewards are anybody that has a large following on social media it doesn't matter if you're straight gay trans not these companies are looking for a place to shill their product now the intriguing thing is the fallout from this which a lot of people did not like that bud light i guess sent this can to the trans influencer named Dylan Mulvaney and decided they weren't going to be purchasing Bud Light anymore. Kid Rock did a video where he was out in the woods blowing up a bunch of Bud Light cans, cases, with some firearms. I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was kind of funny. But Howard Stern, who is just gone all left wacko, later in his life now 
he just can't understand why Kid Rock is so upset. He can't understand why I think it was Travis Tritt said he wasn't going to was either serve Bud Light at his, at his concerts or ask for it on his rider, whatever it is. Either way, not really a big deal. I don't know if he would have any sway over what the venue serves. Most likely it was just he didn't want Bud Light in his dressing room anymore. Ooh, that's going to hurt Bud Light, I'm sure. But it is just a way to make a statement. That is what Kid Rock, I believe, was doing. Because there's no question whether they meant to or not. Bud Light made their own statement by making this can, sending it out, and then watching what happens when the world disagrees with something that you do. The interesting part here, at first I thought this maybe was completely a scam. And I thought it may be completely a scam because watching the little 60-second video or whatever it was that Dylan Mulvaney shared, there's a bunch of Bud Light cans on the table, but they're just regular Bud Light cans. And then to show the very special can that was made with their likeness on it, well, that went to another still shot. And I'm like, well, that seems like maybe it was just created with one of these new AI things where you could be like, hey, make me a Bud Light can with my face on it. And the AI certainly can do that at this point. But further reading shows that Anheuser-Busch spokespeople are saying, hey, no, wait, we do this. We make special cans for people. They're never going to be sold to the public. Don't worry. This was just a special thing that we do to commemorate things or to thank our influencer types. I want to know what it costs to actually print up a custom beer can. I wonder if there was actually beer in it. Because you would think if you're going to print up one, it's one of those things. If you've ever tried to order a custom item, it's like, well, that's going to cost you $5,000 for setup of the machine. But then we can print as many as you want. I wonder what it costs to print out just one can. You would think they would have at least sent a case or so. Come on, Bud Light. You're just cheaping out on the poor trans influencer. But Howard Stern wanted to know what made somebody like Kid Rock so upset with the fact that Bud Light would dare to send a customized can to a trans influencer. And only Kid Rock can really tell you his views on this. I don't know what they are. But I will say that a lot of people, the products that they get attached to, that they believe represents them, they don't like if it goes in another direction. I mean, a lot of people, I think, left Victoria's Secret when they decided to change their marketing to only larger, unattractive women now as the models. I think that in this case, as the spokesperson for Anheuser-Busch said, hey, you know, this whole Bud Light thing, it's, it's very much a fratty, you know, like uh, fraternity, college guys. It's that very fratty, you know, bad humor mentality. We were trying to get away from that. 
Now, the thing is, if you know your main base of the people buying your product are in a specific demographic, and then you go to push to a completely separate demographic, there's probably going to be some backlash because people, and not really me, but some people, have great loyalty to certain products. And I don't really understand that. I'm going to go with whoever at the time is producing the best product at the best price. I mainly buy Reebok shoes, for instance, but that's because they seem to fit better than Nike's Adidas. Anything that I've tried in the past, and maybe I should go try again because these things can change. But for my particular foot, I always found that the most comfortable fit was Reebok. So I just started buying Reebok. But if somebody else came out with, hey, we got a better shoe than Reebok and it's cheaper, I'm buying. I don't care about Reebok. I have no loyalty to them whatsoever. It's a product. Now, beer drinkers, I think, may be a little different because there's something about that, what an alcohol says about you. There's a lot of people, if they drink scotch, only drink a very specific kind of scotch. If they drink bourbon, they only drink a very specific brand of bourbon. So maybe that was the same thing in beer. I found it weird when we were in Ireland because I'm like, well, this will be great. Guinness, it's fresh. It's going to be awesome. And we'd go into the local pubs that weren't the big tourist attractions. And most of the younger Irishmen were drinking Bud and Bud Light or, you know, any one of these Anheuser-Busch products. And I'm like, why? I don't get it. Why would you want to drink that? I mean, maybe they looked at that like, hey, well, this is an American beer and America's cool. I will say I when I do drink beer and it's almost never. I would go for Guinness. I'm like, well, it's a good Irish brand and I'm a good Irish guy in O'Neill and all. And in this case, I think by going with a representative that is so far from the frat type person in going to trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, I think that a lot of the people that were consumers of the product took it as a big screw you to them. And this is like, no, no, we need to move on. We need to go in a different direction. You're not good enough. This is what we're going to do. I mean, it's very odd. I mean, nobody says any of this stuff is rational because the most rational thing everybody could do is pay zero attention to this, not care at all. Drink the beer that you think tastes good. Who cares? who is advertising it, but I come from a uh, NASCAR perspective on this one. As somebody who follows NASCAR, I can tell you that this is the one place that brand loyalty seemed to really get ingrained. Back in the day, there was both a UPS car and a FedEx car on the track at the same time. And it was like, well, that's interesting. And there were a lot of these competing brands that were going head to head. And I can tell you, if you were a Jimmy Johnson fan back in the day and his main sponsor for most of his career was Lowe's, the big home improvement store, well, then you really didn't like Tony Stewart because he drove for that Home Depot. 
And you would only go to the, if you were a Tony Stewart fan, you shopped at Home Depot, you did not go into Lowe's. I'm sure there were some exceptions, but those weren't real fans. The same thing. If you were a Jimmy Johnson fan, you were shopping at Lowe's, you were not shopping at Home Depot. So I think this, to answer Howard Stern's question, is coming down to the constant way that we are being divided as Americans, as we are being divided as inhabitants of the planet Earth. Everything is divisive, or so it seems. And these little things, which really nobody should care about, become huge deals. In this case, I believe that what you're seeing here in the backlash against Bud Light is not because Bud Light sent a custom can to a trans activist. I think the problem is the whole trans thing has gotten to the point where children are being corrupted by their teachers at school that there was just a story the other day about a woman in California, of course, whose school that her daughter went to were having her daughter transition to a whole new gender and name and personality, but refused to tell the mother. The daughter even said, hey, I, I would like to tell my parents about this. And the school said, no, you shouldn't. The backlash is against those people. This backlash is not against Dylan Mulvaney. I don't believe because if you're an adult and you want to do whatever dumb stuff you want to do, if you want to dress up as a woman and pretend you're a woman or change your gender, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. The backlash, again, I think comes on the fact that this is somebody that is in this community and this was more of a tipping point than anything else. Because this is the way advertising is going to go. And this is going to be interesting moving forward. Just like Tony Stewart had his fans shopping at Home Depot and Jimmy Johnson had his fans shopping at Lowe's. You had that brand loyalty and you would not cross those lines. So it becomes very hard. If you want Jimmy Johnson fans to shop at Home Depot. What do you do? Because you put him on the enemy's car. So, of course, those fans aren't going to cross over. And now that advertising is going into the realm of influencers, well, you're going to be like, well, they're they're doing theirs with a trans influencer. We want ours to be with the straight guy influencer that only watches soccer. It's going to be very interesting. Because you can't just do this in a vacuum. I don't know if Bud Light thought, well, this will be great. And the only people that are going to see this will be the followers of the trans activist. Maybe they did. Maybe they thought, well, no straight people are going to care. No LGBTQ. You know, they're not going to care at all about what's going on. Because these communities don't overlap. Well, you see, that's the problem. Because for the people that consider that community bad. You pandering to it by daring to give that person any kind of credibility, giving them any money. If that is, I don't know if this is a paid sponsorship thing. 
I don't know if this was they just sent some beer. I don't know. And I don't care. I've taken products when I was doing the Amazon reviews back in the day and doing some reviews on YouTube where companies like Klipsch would send me products to review because I did it. I think a good job reviewing their products for what they were. It had nothing to do with my politics. Now that may totally change and people will be like, Oh my God, how dare, even though he's an expert and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to audio. Well, he has these political views that I don't agree with. So how dare you let him review your product? This is the fractured world we are now in, and it's only going to get worse. I guarantee it is only going to get worse as brands continue to search for new ways to push their product as they get into this social media influencer just cesspool that it really is. It's going to be interesting to watch, and I think that is what upset guys like Travis Tritt and Kid Rock was they look at the trans community in a different way and they don't like it and they can speak for themselves. But if the brand then gets behind that, I would say it's the same thing as, I mean, if it's possible, you know, if Bud Light could send a can to the Pope, if Bud Light would be like, hey, we're, we want to be the official beer of the Catholic Church. I wonder what those trans activists would think because they don't seem to like the Catholic Church. Again, it is because there has been so much division pushed. You can't have both. You can't do both. Oh, my goodness. You can't support both the trans activists and the Catholic Church because they are diametrically opposed, according to some people. Even though I always saw the Catholic Church as hate the sin, love the sinner. As a good Catholic boy, I don't remember ever being taught to commit violence. And again, division. This is what's going on in this country. There are attacks on abortion clinics, and those people are prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And if you're committing violence, I think you should be, although there have been record numbers of attacks against churches in the United States this year so far, and that's going up. And it seems that most DAs do not want to prosecute that. So this is a problem dividing that there's one group well you can commit those crimes because we like you and why you're doing it but if the other side does the same thing well we're going to prosecute the hell out of them once you have that you have lost the country you will never get it back and that if you go again and read the weather underground manifesto you'll understand why everything seems to be so damn divisive it's meant to be. It's meant to pit everybody against everybody. That is how the system crashes. The interesting thing, and this is why I was intrigued that Anheuser-Busch came out with their spokesfolk and said, yeah, this is what they do. They send out the commemorative cans, although I didn't see anybody actually say for sure they did it. I'm guessing that is the truth. But since this happened, and I think it was on April 1st, so I mean, there's that. The social media for Anheuser-Busch across the board has been silent. 
not posting on Twitter, not on the Instagrams, not on the TikToks, which leads me to believe there's something going on. Even though Anheuser-Busch, the public statements have been putting on a brave face and they're like, no, we haven't fired our whole social media team. Where are they then? Or everybody's going through some kind of training before they're allowed back on the Internet. This is uh, an interesting story in that aspect, just watching how a major company that maybe sticks their foot in it a little bit, not realizing the backlash that they're going to get, because it seems the backlash from early reports, and it is way too early to know where this is going to land for Anheuser-Busch. Early reports are their sales are down bigly. And I think people will be like, there are other beers out there that I can drink. This product that Anheuser-Busch is putting out there is not all that different than what the competition is putting out. And if I can find something that more allies to my personal sensibilities, then maybe that is the brand I'll drink. A lot of people are like, well, I just drink Bud Light because I've always drank Bud Light. I had no reason to stop drinking Bud Light until now. And that's the thing with products. You either have a reason to use them specifically or you have a reason to stop using them specifically. And it looks like Bud Light maybe gave people a big reason to stop using their product. And this is something, again, that is new to this particular generation. As I mentioned in the past, the first iPhone came out in 2007 and Twitter, believe it or not, came out in July of 2006. So Twitter has been around six months longer than the iPhone. But with both of those under 20 years that we've had this ability where schlubs like me can have a voice, put things out on the Internet for the world to consume. and with people falling away from the mainstream media when it comes to television, radio, newspapers, magazines, more and more advertising dollars are going to start going into the hands of questionable people, people with different points of views. Do I think companies should wade into politics? Not normally, no. I think it's normally a really bad idea in the world that we live in to wade into politics because you've got the United States split in such a way that the minute you kind of endorse one side for anything, you're losing the other half and you can't really do both. So the best thing to possibly do is to stay out of it or you have to be able to have two different brands. See, this would be how you manipulate the United States as a whole. You know, if you're a beer, you got Bud Light, and you're like, hey, you know what? Let's throw the Bud Light advertising into this this trans influencer because all the good old boys, they're going to hate it. And then they're going to go start drinking this brand. But you know what? We own that brand, too. That brand. They can then go to an influencer that is on the big old good old boy scale. And the bottom line is the big beer companies win in the long run, no matter what. So when it comes to who Bud Light is doing their advertising with, I don't care when it comes to what is going on in our schools and how children are being indoctrinated into this. 
that I do care about and that I think parents need to be aware of what's going on. They need to stand up when these kind of things are happening in their schools because this is at the very forefront of the trans thing. It is a mental issue. And there are people that have been born into the wrong body and should eventually go through with the whole trans process if that's what makes them happy. But that should not be the first step. That should not be something that is pushed onto children. This whole concept that, oh, we're all just fluid. No, no, we're not. Again, that is a big lie. Biology. I mean, that's the science. We're supposed to believe the science, right? Not in this case, I guess. And when you have the White House spokeshole, Jean-Pierre, saying that, well, you know, it's not up to the White House or the federal government to decide if a young child gets to mutilate their genitalia. No, that's up to the parents and the child. Then why isn't everything like that? Why do we have any of these laws? Why is it you have to be 21 to drink? Why is it you have to be, is it 18 or 21 to buy smokes now? You have to be 18 to have a gun or 21 to have a, I think, handgun in some areas. There are a whole lot of laws about what children can legally do. You can't go into an R-rated movie. Why? Why? It's up to the parents and the child. That's fine. Why do we have any of these laws then? Well, I can tell you, Ms. Jean-Pierre. The laws are there to protect children and what you're doing here, what the president is doing, dereliction of duty, allowing the children of the United States to be mutilated. You can't take it back. You don't get to say, I want to do over. And nobody wants to talk about that, about the massive percentage of people that go through the trans procedure that wind up wishing they had not again some people are happy they're great they love it but if you're one of those that goes through it and then decides "Ooh, i did that when i was 15 and now i'm 18 and i i realize i made a mistake you don't get to go back you do not there's no way to and that is the nefarious nature of why these people are pushing this on children that young and I think those people should be jailed, run out of town, tarred and feathered, whatever you want to do when you are manipulating and intentionally trying to hurt children. Then then we have a different story who Bud Light sends customized cans to. And if they want to send it to a trans influencer, I don't care. I don't drink Bud Light. I don't think I've ever had a Bud Light in my life. And I probably never will. So I really don't care. If you drink Bud Light and you don't like what they're doing, see, this is the beauty of using the left's mentality against them. The left are the ones who love the boycotts. Oh, my God. Can you believe XYZ Corporation actually has ads on the Tucker Carlson show? Stop using XYZ product. Hey. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And in this case, if you're like, hey, if Bud Light's doing something that you don't like, there are plenty of other products that you can substitute in to your grocery buy-in there. 
and everybody wins. Just use your dollar. That's the way to vote with companies like Bud Light. Just stop buying their product. If you don't like what they're doing, stop buying their product. It works. If you're not comfortable buying it, don't. Go somewhere else. Go with the company that you think is doing the right thing. That's the beauty of the capitalist system. That's the beauty of having the freedom to choose. Now, there's a lot less choice going on in the city of Chicago when it comes to people shopping at Walmart because the rising crime, I know this is a big surprise, the rising crime in the Chicago area for Walmarts closing their stores all in fairly bad neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. Why? Because they're losing tens of millions of dollars at those stores because of crime. And you can't do it. It's really, you can't force a company to keep a store open somewhere that they can't make money because they're being shoplifted to death because there's armed altercations going on in their stores because crime is being allowed to run rampant. There was a story as well of a Whole Foods that made it a whole year in San Francisco. Same thing. These cesspool cities that are allowing crime to run rampant are going to see more and more food deserts as companies like Whole Foods and Walmart decide to shutter their doors in those areas because it's just not worth trying to do business in those areas. And people can cry all they want and say that it's so unfair. How could Walmart do that? Well, because they're losing money. And they're not in the business to lose money. They're not there for you to come shoplift. They're there for you to actually spend your money and come in and buy the product. There have been multiple postal carriers here in the Chicago area that have been robbed at gunpoint lately again as well. This is not. A good time to be in a city like Chirac or San Francisco. This is why I highly recommend people who are able to do so go to your local gun store, get yourself a pistol, train yourself in it, learn how to use it, learn how to be responsible with it, but then take responsibility for your own safety because the police are not going to be able to help you in a lot of these areas. There's less police in Chicago, but the new mayor is going to spend some more money on social products, projects. And uh, so that way we can send a social worker the next time somebody's got you at knife point and wants your wallet. They might send a social worker to try to talk to that person about why they're robbing you with a knife. That would work out really well, I'm sure. But take responsibility for your own protection, your family's protection. There are reports out of San Francisco that crime would be a lot worse. They're just not reporting a lot of it now. And this is also what happens in these cesspool big cities as crime runs more and more out of control. What do you do if you live in one of these areas and somebody robs your house and you call the police and they show up three days later and say, ah, there's really nothing we can do. What do you do the next time somebody robs your house? You don't even call the cops because you know it's useless. And that is happening more and more, which is why the crime stats might actually seem to be going down a little in some areas. They're not. The crimes are just not being reported. Again, 
be responsible for your own safety. Be responsible for knowing where you are. You owe it to yourself to do so. NPR, they're quitting Twitter because they're they're mad at Elon Musk, which I think is hilarious on a whole bunch of different levels. They're quitting Twitter because at first Elon came in and labeled the network as state affiliated media. And they didn't like that because that's the same kind of thing they do to uh, outlets from Russia and China and that. But it's like, I don't know, NPR kind of reports in exactly the way that the Russian propaganda or Chinese propaganda outlets report. So I don't think it's that big of a difference. But then Twitter went, oh, okay, maybe you're not the state media. Okay, we'll just put you down as government funded media. And NPR didn't like that either because they say they receive less than 1% of their budget from the federally funded corporation for public broadcasting. But I'm sure they're really, really going to stick it to Twitter by not using Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. By going silent on Twitter, it says, and this is an article from NPR. So, you know, it's got to be legit. Their chief executive says the network is protecting its credibility and its ability to produce journalism without quote, a shadow of negativity, unquote. Wow. Are you familiar with what you put out, NPR chief executive? I don't think you are. Because I don't think NPR has literally any credibility at all. And they're all negative. It says the downside, whatever the downside, doesn't change that fact. I would never have our content go anywhere that would risk our credibility. That is NPR CEO John Lansing. The world these people live in just must be a completely different one than I live in. But I think Twitter would be better if all of the leftist propaganda spewing media would leave. Then everybody could just get along a little bit better. Maybe have a decent conversation now and then, but I doubt it. Because any social media is not built to have an in-depth quality conversation it's all built to get you enraged and to keep your eyeballs exactly where it is on their social media platform i use a way less nefarious system right here the random thoughts podcast is a value for value podcast i don't try to keep your attention for every hour every minute of every day i do one show a week and i hope that you get some value out of it if you do it's up to you to get some value back to me. You can do that in many different ways, including financially, monetarily, through those magical Satoshis that float around the bitstream. You can go to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. Click that donate button for a one-time or monthly donation. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses. If you want to do the crypto thing, you can use the P.O. box. If you want to go the snail mail route and you can go over to patreon.com slash random thoughts if you are in that ecosystem and if you're on a podcasting 2.0 app you can send a boostagram or streaming satoshis for every minute that you listen just go to newpodcastapps.com for all of the information coming in this week first and foremost i think this was the only donation i got on my birthday which was april 8th 53 i know Fergus33 comes in with $26.25, who says, 
Lots of love, big guy. From Fergus33 on No Agenda Social. And you should be on No Agenda Social. Go to noagendasocial.com. I think you can still get an account if you listen to No Agenda. If not, get yourself on any Mastodon instance and chat with all the people over on No Agenda Social. But thank you, Fergus. It is very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Anonymous coming in with $25 via the snail mail. Always appreciated. And Jarhead. I think this may be the first boostagram or the first one in a long, long time for random thoughts. Came in with 7,770 Satoshis and said, another excellent show. That is very much appreciated. Thank you, Jarhead. And thanks to everybody for giving me their time listening to this show, letting me vent. Hopefully, you get some value out of this show. You heard something here you didn't hear anywhere else. Maybe a perspective that's a little different because, you know, I'm a little bit different. And hopefully something you got here either entertain you, made your life better or whatever. And if so, show that value back going to randomthoughts.com slash donate. With that said, I will be back again next week because I'm sure the world is not going to calm down anytime soon. Joe Biden is in Ireland. The terror threat there is high. So it will be interesting to see if anything happens there. But no matter what, I'll be back again with another episode of the Random Thoughts podcast. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 